forbidden and banned, the bane of bureaucrats, violating terms of service on crybaby social media platforms, exposing mainstream media's weapons of mass distraction, firing cannonballs of common sense into the walls of corruption, and dropping truth bombs on tyranny. It's Liberty Now. Hey guys, it's John Verd, trainer, piper, navy diver, and liberty lover. Coming to you from LibertyNow.com and on Liberty Now on air. So uh, I've got a little bit of downtime right now. Uh, funnily enough, the car broke down on the way home. And uh, while I'm waiting for the tow truck, just thought I'd tell you a little story. I've been thinking about a lot about the New World Order, globalism, and uh, things coming our way. I know a lot of you are aware of what's coming or potentially could happen geopolitically. It's important to know, you know, how these things can be carried out. You know, when I start talking about some central new world order, one world government, a lot of people think, well, that's impossible. You know, how could you ever carry that out? So I'll tell you a little story. Imagine that you're walking through a tourist town and you see some signs pointing towards uh, caves that say glowworms inside, which is actually a really cool thing here in New Zealand. If you've ever had the opportunity or get the opportunity, you should check it out. There's these amazing little worms that when you see them in the dark, they're like hanging like little fluorescent strings of light from the ceilings or the uh, sides of the caves. And uh, anyway, you're walking along and you see a sign that says uh, glowworms inside. So you walk in and then you're letting your eyes adjust to the darkness and you see the next sign that says, take a left here. You take another left. And then the next sign says, turn right this way. You see a couple entrances, but one of them is pointing you off to the right one and you follow that. And you go on and on deeper and deeper into the cave until finally in the distance, you can see a little light coming from an entrance way down there and you walk towards it and then you see your glowworms and you're like, and you're amazed and it's awesome. And then you've seen enough and you're ready to leave and then you see some signs on the way you're out says uh, way out this way. And you follow the sign and then you see another sign says, take a left here, take a right there. And you're starting to walk further and further and realizing that this something seems different. It wasn't the way you came in. You can't remember exactly which way you came in, but it seems like somebody has changed or repositioned the signs. And so you're going apparently deeper and deeper into the cave. And after about a half an hour, you're starting to realize that you're lost and you've been walking much longer than it took you to get into the cave. And you have no idea where you're at. And you find yourself completely lost in the cave and you don't know how to get out. Who do you blame? The people that put up the signs, of course, but you're also complicit. You didn't remember which way was the way out. You took a wrong turn based on misinformation. So it's kind of like that with mainstream media. You could leave the mainstream news anytime you want. You could turn off the TV. You don't have to watch it. You're free to shut it off. 
But if you didn't know they were lying, or if you believed everything they said, why would you? You wouldn't question it. It's kind of like the people I talk to who say, you know, when I start complaining about or pointing out uh, the censorship or the lies or deception that we see on mainstream media all the time, you know, fake information or fake news isn't the domain of obscure alternate media websites, you know, however they may skew extreme left, extreme right or whatever. It's not just their domain. It exists in mainstream media too. And friends tell me all the time, well, you can just shut off the TV. You don't have to watch CNN. Nobody's making you watch MSNBC or ABC. Just turn them off. You know, if you think they're lying to you, don't watch them. But if I didn't know any better, why would I? If I didn't know any better, if I didn't know that they were lying to me, I would take their word as gospel, wouldn't I? So although I could shut off the TV anytime I want, if I don't know any better, if I believe that they're giving me the whole truth, then why would I turn them off? That's kind of how it is. Okay, I'm back in the home studio. Now I'm just going to cut in real quick to show you some examples of mainstream media deception. Uh, starting with a clip from CNN's Charles Jaco reporting, purporting to be in Saudi Arabia live when he's clearly on a blue screen um, TV set. You can see very clearly behind. You also see him uh, laughing and joking around in between takes. I'll just play you just a little bit of a clip of video that was leaked out. This was uploaded by YouTuber One War and Peace One back in 2013, showing CNN faking a news story about the Gulf War. It was almost exactly two hours ago when the sirens went off here in Saudi Arabia. Where we are in eastern Saudi Arabia, there was no problem. However, there was an intercept elsewhere near the capital city, Riyadh. We've got some videotape of that you can take a look at right now. Hi, Atlanta. We're about to have a short course in missile identification. This is a Scud. You can tell it by its distinctive label. Now, when the missile is launched, the first thing you look for is the plume sticking out behind it. Now, when you detect this, you can tell it's been launched. You Thank see you. The graffiti on it? Yeah, show me graffiti. <laughs> Larry King show or bust. <laughs> Let me say hi. The top ten things about Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Maybe we could shorten the list to five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in this next clip, we're going to see them faking a chemical weapons or a gas attack. You'll see Charles puts on a gas mask for show. And the funny thing is, is his fellow correspondent simply puts on a helmet and stands there looking foolish. Uh, a say... The next clip is from YouTuber David Pakman showing two reporters pretending to be communicating via live satellite feed. If you're just listening now, make sure you go to libertynow.com to actually see the video. Anyway, they didn't do a very good job, as David explains here. This is really a weird thing. 
Nancy Grace and Ashley Banfield from CNN were doing like a split screen interview. You know, these interviews where it's like one person's in one location, one person's in the other. And they were talking about uh, uh, crime stories, including the story about um, the Cleveland kidnapping and, and uh, you, you know, the whole story with Charles Ramsey, the witness, etc. And as people looked more closely at it, they noticed that they both were in Phoenix. And then as people looked even more closely, they realized that they were in the same parking lot, probably just a few feet away from each other. This is very, very weird. Let me show you a couple of images here. If you'll look at this one, and Natan, maybe you can pick this up. You see this red SUV drive behind Ashley Banfield and then immediately behind <laughs> Nancy Grace. And it's abundantly clear that they're just they're, they're sitting in the same parking lot doing the interview. And then if we go to another one of these images, you'll see that uh, the same truck goes by both of them simultaneously and uh, hard hitting satellite interview. The funniest part is that in this shot, Nancy Grace is holding her earpiece like she's having trouble hearing. You know, Nancy, you might be able to hear Ashley better if you take the earpiece out and just listen to her live audio like because she's standing right next to you. Another problem that we face with the mainstream media is that it's never been more consolidated than it is today. In a 2017 article from the Odyssey Online, they reported on the illusion of choice in U.S. media, reporting that six media giants now control a staggering 90% of what we read, watch, or listen to. That includes all media from billboards to radio to television to movies. In 1983, 90% of American media was owned by 50 companies. In 2011, that same 90% was controlled by six companies. The companies are uh, GE, General Electric, News Corp, Disney, Viacom, Time Warner, and CBS. And those are the parent companies. Underneath those, we have... Comcast, NBC Universal Pictures, Focus Pictures, Wall Street Journal, New York Post, Marvel Studios, Pixar, ESPN, Nick Jr., CNN, HBO, Time Warner. You get the idea. All of these media outlets from radio to newspaper to movies are owned by six corporations. So we're getting increasingly less opinion or viewpoints from increasingly less media outlets. Now we're going to take a listen to some examples of this so you can hear it for yourself. In these next clips, we're going to hear dozens of local TV channels repeating the exact same phrases over and over again. To the viewers in each city, it's just a local news story. But when we see this taken together, you can see how they all put out a singular talking point or a narrative that the media ownership wants to impress on the general public. This is from a clip uploaded by YouTuber Jedi Witness 2 back in 2013. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some 
of spring out of the Easter Bunny's step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's step this year. Economic factors may take some of the spring out of the Easter Bunny's step this year. If you're just tuning in, this is John Verd on Liberty Now On Air on 96.9 Plains FM in Christchurch. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes at Liberty Now On Air. You can also get the links, files, and show notes for this episode at LibertyNow.com. All right, let's get back to some of these clips. This next clip can be found on TheWeek.com, but has gone viral all over the Internet. It again shows dozens of local news channels around the USA parroting the exact same talking points, ironically warning viewers to beware of fake news. Have a listen. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to serve, serve our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about trouble and trying to be responsible. One-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 In case you feel like you've been seeing a lot of fake news coming out of the mainstream media over the last few years, uh, perhaps it's because the 2012 National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, legalized the use of propaganda, at least on the U.S. public, which does seem to dominate a lot of the world media. Uh, back on January 2nd, 2013, Barack Obama signed and enacted into law H.R. 4310, also known as the Smith-Munt Modernization Act, effectively repealing the Smith-Munt Act. And it was also part of the 2013 NDAA. The Smith-Munt Modernization Act overturned a prohibition against domestic propaganda that had been in place since 1948. 
And this Prohibition Act was passed as the result of a series of events in American history that drew concern of those who wanted to secure free press and the freedom of speech of the American people. And oftentimes now what we see coming out on the news is propaganda from our own governments trying to get public support for some political agenda. Next, I'd like to play a clip from a report posted by Michael McEntee, where the New York Times exposed a secret Pentagon campaign to infiltrate the media with pro-war propaganda. The scheme went all the way to the Bush White House, where top officials recruited dozens of, quote, military analysts to spread favorable views of the invasion of Iraq in 2003. Let's take a listen to this report. The New York Times has revealed that the Pentagon used well-known military analysts like these as a quote-unquote media Trojan horse to spread pro-war propaganda to Americans. You met with Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld. Special briefing on Thursday. Very interesting. A lot of good information, especially about post-Saddam, post-regime time. What are we going to do then? It's a very well-laid-out plan. As the administration's plan, or lack thereof, unraveled, another group of former generals began calling for Donald Rumsfeld's resignation. His response was to gather his own team of trusted analysts to the Pentagon, where they directly collaborated on talking points and strategy to revive public support for the war. According to transcripts obtained by the Times, many of those talking points later appeared almost verbatim on America's major newscasts. And this is just coming into CNN right now. The Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld has just wrapped up his meeting with retired U.S. generals, our own military analyst, retired U.S. Air Force Major General Don Shepard. He's fresh out of that meeting. He's joining us now live from the Pentagon. You ought to say, imagine an Iraq ruled by Zarqawi, one talking point suggested, with oil, money, sovereignty, access to the geographical center of the Middle East, Blah, blah, blah. Uh, the message uh, needs to be, imagine an Iraq. Imagine Iraq under the control of Zarqawi with another conveyor belt for tourists combined with oil and water and land and resources. Imagine the effect of that. That's the message that has to get out to the American people. Focus on the global war on terror, another talking point outline, and link Iraq to Iran. And thank How you. deep is this Iran connection? Well, it's very deep, and uh, Iran continues to get a free pass. Uh, I believe that Iran is now the number one troublemaker in Iraq. Depict Iraq as a milepost in a continuum in a long war, another analyst suggested. Quote, if you paint it that way, then people won't look for terminal events. Are we making inroads in the war on terror? Well, we are, Kimberly. It's slow and steady progress. You know, this is a 50-year war. There's not going to be any short-term solution to this, and it's a war that's going to cross a lot of boundaries from Latin America to Africa to Asia, and we're going to be engaged for a very, very long time. You go on O'Reilly, one of the analysts noted, and he's, quote, eating out of your hand because you're smart. We appreciate you're plugged in, and I want everybody to know. The general knows what he's talking about. The program involved over 150 analysts in every major news network. On this episode of Chris Matthews' Hardball, for example, General Wayne Downing, General Montgomery Miggs, and Colonel Ken Howard, all three military analysts were part of the Pentagon program. This analyst, Kenneth Allard, says he saw a growing gap between what the Pentagon was telling them and reality. Quote, I felt we'd been hosed, he told the Times, calling the program, quote, psyops on steroids. Many of the news networks involved said they were unaware of the practice. Feeding biased information 
uh, about the war in Iraq to the media through these military analysts that people like myself have been interviewing on TV uh, who were supposed to be given a, an objective assessment to the public of what was really going on overseas. Now, the New York Times says most of the TV and the radio military analysts have ties to military contractors, people who could possibly be making money on the war. The nonpartisan media watchdog Free Press says the program is, quote, a violation of every conceivable standard of journalism and possibly a federal law. So we need to understand how important it is to look at multiple sources for information. And it's, it's provable that the mainstream media, all the main channels, have engaged in censorship. They're very partisan, very left-wing, very... Uh, neoliberal. Okay, one last example. While we're on the topic of censorship, I'd like to play for you a clip from CNN where YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki admits they censor and remove information that, for example, goes against WHO policy. This is dangerous territory. If we allow corporations to do the thinking for us, and since when does the WHO dictate what we can or cannot read anyway? The foundation of a democracy and a free people is the freedom to debate on different points of view without fear or persecution. Through open public debate, citizens learn about all sides of critical issues facing their society and participate in finding solutions. Without free speech, we can't make informed decisions, which only serves those who seek to enforce their will on us. All right, let's take a listen. I've actually seen a 75% increase in the um, um, news coming from authoritative sources since the beginning of 2020. Um, so we've seen a lot of demand there. Um, but then we also. What does that mean? That means an increase in, in video views for those? Yeah. And so we talk about that as raising authoritative information. Um, but then we also talk about um, removing information that is problematic. You know, of course, anything that is medically unsubstantiated to so people saying, like, take vitamin C, um, you know, um, take turmeric, like, those are all will cure you. Um, those are the examples of things that would be a violation of our policy. Um, anything that would go against World Health Organization recommendations would be a violation of our policy. And so remove is another really important part of our policy. And people would argue, well, they're private companies. They can say and do whatever they want. But the truth is they're beholden to their sponsors. And they're also a dying media. Mainstream media is dinosaur media because they can't compete with all the other sources of information. Anybody can become a journalist now. Anybody can become a blogger or a source of news. Whether you choose to follow them or not depends on how much you believe what they're telling you. And don't take anybody's word at face value. If, you, if, you, if your alarm bells are going off, if you question something, then you should So just took a, a break there for a second. Um, for those of you who don't know, I am in New Zealand. Uh, I've been living and working in Christchurch or near Christchurch, New Zealand for uh, the last six plus years. And uh, anyway, I was just 
interrupted there by another Kiwi stopping to ask if I needed help. I'm sitting in the car here with the hood up, waiting for the tow truck. And that is, I'm keeping count now, that is the fourth person who has stopped to ask me if I'm okay, if I needed a jump or a tow or something. I love Kiwis. They're, they are awesome people. And uh, that's probably reason number 167 why I love New Zealand. Um, the people are great. Anyway, um, I hope this finds you well. I hope wherever in the world you are that you're doing well. I hope you're asking questions. I hope you're not taking uh, any source of information um, on its face. You're doing your own research. You have to ask questions, especially nowadays. There's just too many sources of information. And uh, anything that I'm talking about, look it up for yourself. Back it up. And it looks like my ride is here. Tow truck's coming. Till next time, this is John Verd with Liberty Now, signing off. Take care.